You are listening to the podcast of Providence Church in Austin, Texas. We hope this message raises your affections for Jesus and helps you live out the gospel in everyday life. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but it seems like everywhere you look these days, uh, bad news is just waiting for us. It's been a, a tough two years, hasn't it? As we all know, COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on our lives. No one has been able to escape its effects. Social and political unrest often feels like it's heading towards some kind of horrific breaking point. Just in our country alone, we've got a border crisis, a housing crisis, and certainly we have an identity crisis as a nation. Depression, anxiety, and mental illness uh, are all more prevalent than ever. Uh, Suicide rates, as a result, are at the highest level that they have been at since World War II. Uh, And and all of this bad news, it's it's not just out there, right? It's affected all of us personally. Uh, Just a few days ago, uh, two days before Christmas, uh, we got a call that one of our closest longtime family friends had, had uh, tragically passed away from cancer. Uh, and I know that so many of you have received similar news recently. Our world is starving for good news. And our passage today in Luke 2 is a familiar passage. It paints a very familiar picture for us of the very first Christmas. Uh, Even those of you who maybe aren't regular churchgoers, you know the characters of this story. You know the scene, you know most of the details. But it's in this all too familiar Christmas story that we find the good news that we so desperately need. The good news that unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The angel's announcement of the birth of Jesus on that very first Christmas, it it really is. It's the greatest news ever given. And so I want us to briefly consider today two things about the good news of Christmas. First, why is this news so good? And then secondly, who is this news for? Okay? When the angel appears to the shepherds, you probably notice he, he, he said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And it's worth asking, what makes this news so good? What makes the birth of Jesus so joyful? Uh, And the answer to that question, I think, is seen by unpacking the three titles that the angel gives to Jesus in verse 11. First, the angel announces that unto you is born this day a Savior. The good news of Christmas is, is that Jesus is our Savior. Now, the idea that we are somehow in need of saving is increasingly becoming an offensive idea, right? Our culture values autonomy above everything else. And so the notion that we need someone or or something else to save us is almost viewed as, as sort of hate speech these days. But at the same time, it's hard to look around at the state of our world and conclude that everything is is just hunky-dory, right? You have to have an answer 
for what is causing all the pain and suffering and destruction around us. And it has to be a better answer than that there, there's just good people and there's bad people in the world. Right? That's far too simplistic of a worldview. And if we're truly honest with ourselves, we all live with this nagging sense that not only is there something wrong with the world, but there's something wrong with us as well. Like none of us measures up to the kind of people that we want to be, even on our best days. Just yesterday, on Christmas Day, no less, I found myself yelling at my three-year-old son in anger for something just real petty. I just lost it for some reason. And I actually had this exact thought come into my head. What is wrong with me? Well, the Bible's answer to what is wrong, of course, is sin. We have all been created in the image of God, but sin distorts that image inside of us and causes us to live in a self-centered way. Sin leads to destruction in our relationships with other people, but also ultimately in our relationship with God. And so our greatest need is figuring out how to deal with our sin. And this is why the birth of Jesus is such good news, because it's God providing for our greatest need. In Matthew's account of the birth narrative, an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph and he says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So the good news of great joy is that salvation has come in the person of Jesus. He's come. Because Jesus is our Savior, we can be restored in our relationship with God and others. It's good news of great joy for us. But not only that, the angel said, for unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ. That word Christ means anointed one or, or the chosen one. And by giving this title to Jesus, the angel is saying that, that this baby, born on this specific day in history, in this specific city of David, to these specific parents, this baby is the long-awaited Messiah who had been promised by God. Isaiah 61 says that the the coming Messiah would bring good news to the poor. Uh, He would proclaim liberty to the captives and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He would comfort all those who mourn. The prophets said that the coming Messiah would rescue God's people and free them from oppression of all their enemies. He would establish God's kingdom on earth and he would extend that kingdom to the ends of the earth for all eternity. And the Jewish people had long been waiting for the coming of this Messiah. All of their hopes and dreams were wrapped up in this promised Christ. The final words of the Old Testament uh, are found in the, uh, the book of Malachi, the prophet Malachi. Uh, and, and he talks about the great day of the Lord that was to come uh, and how the son of righteousness would one day appear. Uh, and, and then after Malachi, uh, there were 400 years of silence. Right? 400 years of 
waiting and watching and longing. 400 years of wondering if God had forgotten his promises. And then one unsuspecting day in the city of Bethlehem, there were some shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And so the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, and he is the Christ. The good news of great joy is that the waiting is over. The Christ is here. The Messiah has come. And, and this good news, as the angel alludes to, is something that, that quells even, even our greatest fears. One of those fears uh, is certainly death. Right? Death is, is scary and unavoidable and tragic. It, it's tragic because we were all made to live with God forever. Right? But when our first parents fell into sin, part of the curse of sin was death, separation from God. But listen to what Isaiah 25 says about the coming Christ, the anointed one. He will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all the peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. On Christmas, we sing joy to the world, right? Because Christ has come to make his blessings flow as far as the curse of sin is found. Right? Part of the good news of Christmas is that death has been swallowed up. It's been swallowed up in the victory of Christ's birth. And on Christmas, we rejoice because our long-awaited Messiah has come to us. Finally, the angel announces that unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Lord is an exclusive name given only to God himself. It's a name that describes him as the eternally self-existent sovereign of the universe. And so this title given to Jesus means that this Savior in Christ is none other than God himself. And this is such good news because it reassures us that this baby born in a manger can actually accomplish all that God had promised through him. The only person that has the authority to save people from sin is God himself. The only person that has the power to defeat death to usher in God's kingdom is God himself. And so Christmas is good news because God didn't leave salvation up to just anyone. He didn't leave salvation up to someone else. He, he, he didn't delegate it. He sent his one and only son. Later in Luke's gospel, some of these stories we'll get to later on in our preaching series we see stories like in chapter 8, where the disciples are 
trapped at sea in this raging storm all around them. And so they cry out to Jesus. They say, Master, Master, we're, we're perishing. Right? They're filled with fear. And so Jesus awoke and he rebuked the wind and the raging waves and they ceased and his disciples marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him? Who is this? And the answer, of course, is the one who made them, the creator God. Several times throughout Luke's gospel, Jesus casts out demons and And when he does, the demons exclaim, you are the son of God. Even the demons exclaim, right? Like they know exactly who it is they're dealing with. In Luke chapter seven, Jesus comes to a woman whose son, her only son had just died. And upon seeing this woman, Jesus was just filled with compassion. And so he touched the dead man's casket and he suddenly came to life. He raised him from the dead. And everyone who witnessed this miracle exclaimed, God himself, God himself has visited his people. The reason that Christmas is good news of great joy is that God has come among us in the person of Jesus. The baby born to us this day is, he's the bread of life. He's the light of the world. He's the good shepherd. He's the true vine, the resurrection and the life. He is the alpha and the omega. The good news of great joy is that the Lord of the universe has come to us and he is leading us. He's providing for us. He's correcting us and and defending us. He's, He's present with us in power and authority no matter what we're facing. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ, the Lord. It's the greatest news of all. But who exactly is this news for? News always has a recipient. And so who are the recipients of this good news? Thankfully, the angel makes it very clear. Uh, to us. Uh, He says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The good news of Christmas is for all people. It's for all people. It's not only for those who have their act together. It's not only for the elite of society. It's not only for the ultra-religious. It's for all people. And we see this on display with the first recipients of this good news. The pronouncement of Jesus' birth to shepherds is a shocking and scandalous part of the Christmas story. Shepherds were near the very bottom of the social totem pole in ancient times. Commentator Kent Hughes writes, Shepherds were despised by the good and respectable people of the day. They were regarded as thieves. The only people lower than the shepherds at that particular time in Jewish history were lepers. The shepherds were considered unclean and unworthy. And yet these are the people that God chooses to share the good news of Christmas with first. 
Like not, not the religious leaders back in Jerusalem, not, not the political leaders in Rome, dirty and disgraced sinners. And, and I love Kent Hughes's conclusion. He says that the message came to shepherds first and not to the high and mighty reminds us that God comes to the needy, the poor in spirit. Christmas reminds us that God comes not to the self-sufficient, but rather to those who recognize their need. The good news of great joy is for all those who humble themselves to receive it. And to receive the good news is to trust in Jesus. It's to trust in him as your Savior in Christ and Lord. And so my call to you today is that if you're, if you're here and you have never trusted in Jesus, I want to invite you to do that today. I want to invite you to trust in the goodness of God that we see on display in the birth of Christ. And, and, and if you're here and you've been a Christian for some time, I want to invite you to renew your trust in him today. And as we come to the communion table, this is a weekly reminder for us of the good news of Christmas. The gospel of Christmas, to use the words of Philippians 2, is that Jesus, although he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But rather, he, he emptied himself He took on the form of a servant and he was made in our likeness. He was born into our likeness. In being found in our image, he humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And because all of this, therefore, God has highly exalted him and he's bestowed on Jesus the name that is above every single name so that one day, did you know that one day, There will be a day when all people, all tongues confess that Jesus is both Christ and Lord. That's the good news of Christmas, and it's the good news that we celebrate each and every week. Would you join me in praying for these elements? Thanks for listening to the podcast of Providence Church. For more resources and info, visit us online at www.providenceaustin.com.